Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, September 26, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. The Greg, there's no baby. time for this. We're not doing Kind of Funny Games Daily. Oh, no, we are not. This is Kind of Funny Screencast, baby. Please hit the colors. Hit the colors, Greg. You got to do it right. We got to do it right. Of What's course, happening? I'm Tim Gettys. I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hi. Joining us as well, of course, we have Blessing at AOEA Jr. What up, what up? And the natural rifle, Andy Cortez. Last of us. Barrett, hit the intro. HBO dropped the Last of Us trailer. Greg, we gotta watch that to open Woo, up kind of funny games go, daily. Baby, the Last of Us trailers here, audio listeners. Pull the car over and turn on the goddamn YouTube version. We gotta see what's happening. Gotta love it. All right, here's the thing. We're watching this now for the very first time. Y'all boys ready? Yes. Oh, I'm ready. Let's get ready. into it. Go. The roses. I don't have audio. Anybody have audio? No. <laughs> So right, much so pomp, far. so much circumstance. You know what I mean? That's what we do here. We figure it's, out that like content when, later. It's like when Fuckmaster Flex uh, rewinds it back for the audience. You know, you shouldn't be hearing explosion sounds. Right, Run it back, Barrett. The roses have faded. There's frost at my door. The birds in the morning don't sing anymore. The grass in the valley is starting to die. And out in the darkness, the whippoorwills cry. The darkness chills already. The sky has turned gray. The hound in the distance is starting to fade. Riley. This is your chance. Out of that shot. You keep her alive. And you set everything right. Yo, oh, shit. Dude, that looks fucking getting right from the game. Oh, shit. Save her, you can save her. Oh, please understand. God damn, dude. Hispanic Heritage Month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, the light. That fucking awesome. It's 2023. I'm very impressed by how many shots look like they were pulled straight from the game. A lot of stuff looks one for one. Yeah, 100%. Hot damn, that was awesome. Bear, can I get a freeze frame on the clicker? This is the uh, very end there. And real quick, uh, right now, Rodrigo in the chat says, I'm happy for all the fans of the series. For me, it's a pass. Rodrigo, fuck off. Fuck off! It's goddamn last of us day, and you're going to bring that energy to Kind of Funny Games Daily, Rodrigo? It's heritage, my Rodrigo. (laughs) (laughs) We have Jose Pedro Balmaceda Pascal, baby. Come on. (laughs) On last of us day, we actually got something. We got something good. I know. The trailer job. I I wish we got the release date. I'm still still waiting for that. But we're getting close to 2023. They keep saying it's going to be early. So I'm, I'm hoping for a February, March. For this guy, um, it's looking fantastic. I mean, like, the thing is, we've talked about for a decade now, of like, cool, Walking Dead, zombies, Last of Us, there's so much zombies and all this stuff, and it's the same story over and over. Last of Us always kind of stood above the pack, right? It was kind of like sure. stood alone. It was one of the ones that it was like, oh, okay, well, that, that gets the pass. 
turning it into a TV show, I think, is a tall order because it's kind of taking the 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 medium of the video game that I think gave that unique identity to the same type of zombie story we've heard a million times, sure. uh, but kind of like gave it something new and injected like some player agency into it. So to see this, it's like I don't know how it's going to fare with like the general public, but then you see it and you're like, well, it's oh, HBO. And yeah, this is HBO doing it right. Like this is how this is it. Like this is the way to to do this. And especially as Walking Dead's final episode is later this year. It's like the well Perfect of the timing. main core show, whatever. Them coming out with this, like I think this is gonna wow the hell out of people. This is a damn good trailer. Yeah, and I feel like this is almost like a new beginning for that type of show, right? Like I remember remember my first time watching the first season of Walking Dead and being like, Oh, I'm in it for the long run. Like I'm here, and then I, I was in it for a long run, but then I got to the later seasons, and I was like, I just can't do this anymore with, with uh, Walking Dead. Uh, and I've been of, of a similar opinion as Tim, where with the Last of Us, the thing that's made it difficult to make me a believer in the in the HBO show is there, the fact that it, when we talk about the Last of Us as a video game, it is a cinematic video game, right? For me, something like Fallout makes more sense. Something like Destiny, something like even Halo, I'd say makes more sense because there there are universes to play around with that. I think span beyond what the core story of of the game is. With the Last of Us, when I think of the Last of Us, I am thinking of the moments, and they are they are they are already presented in a cinematic way, uh, where it's not like comic book um, adaptations where you can interpret Iron Man however you want, right? You can, you can interpret Spider Man a million different ways. With the Last of Us, when I when I think of performance, I'm thinking of um, of Joel, right? Like I'm thinking I'm thinking of Ashley Johnson as Ellie, right? I'm thinking of those performances mm, mm, mm. and. This trailer for me is doing a very good job of selling me of, hey, no, we can do this. Like the, we can yeah. we can take the same story and actually elevate it and making make it something that stands on its own. What's going to be interesting too, I think, is Walking Dead is the comparison, right? And I'm saying this as some as we're all video game people, and I'm about to spoil The Last of Us Part One, everybody. But I think as a general audience, I think what would be interesting to it is the fact that there seems like there's an ending. Right. Like the walking dead is just survival. Right. When Kirkman, you know, opened every the back of every trade paperback talks about it in the first trade paperback talks in the letter about it being the zombie movie that never ends. That's what the show is as well. Right. Whereas here it's going to be from the jump early on. Right. At least once we're really introduced to Ellie, it'll be that she's the cure. You need to get her to the fireflies. And I think the fact that that's the through line through makes for a great Maybe one season, maybe two seasons. I don't know how they're going to space it out, how they're going to branch the story. But I think even when you get to the end and you have that betrayal, because Joel, of course, is the bad guy in Last of Us Part 1, I think it'll be interesting to see the mainstream audience reaction to that. And then even if they immediately move on to Last of Us Part 2 and what happens from there, I see The Last of Us on HBO having an end. Like, I don't see this being a Walking Dead. It goes on forever and ever and ever. I don't. I, it, no matter how successful it is, I don't think they would sit there and be like, well, you know what? let's keep going and do a last of us part three before the game ever does a part three. And this is what it's going to be. And da, 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 da. could be proven wrong. Feel free to timestamp this and throw it in my face when they announce last of us part 17 or whatever. And it keeps on going and it's a decade from now. But I think the way they'd want to do this would be that they want this to be a premium piece of content, both for PlayStation and for HBO, both for Craig, both for Neil and actually tell the story they want to and end it and be out of it. And I think yeah. in, a, in a fun way too, this feels post walking dead in the way that, Again, going back to those first seasons, I remember the appeal for Walking Dead for me being, oh, this is a grounded, realistic zombie show that is stretching the limits of, all right, what if you encountered cannibals? What if you were trapped at a farm? What if mm -hmm. a, a child went missing uh, in a zombie apocalypse? And it felt very stage one for that level of a zombie show where The Last of Us, I think, coming after all of the zombie stuff we've gotten in the last decade, right? Especially, especially Walking Dead. Greg, to your point, yeah, I think having this through line of, hey, there's a goal here. This is about Joel delivering Ellie to the final destination and allowing that to allowing it to exist past the. All right. We've seen cannibals in a zombie apocalypse. We've seen an X, Y, Z thing in a zombie apocalypse. Now let's tell a targeted focused story in a zombie apocalypse uh, in a television format in a way that doesn't feel like it has to deal with all of the intricacies of. Oh yeah, but here's what the zombies are. Here's like the rules of the zombie. Like, no, we don't have to really worry about that. Uh, and I think for me, that makes this even more exciting. Yeah, not to mention too that I think like well, Last of Us, like you said, bless right. Like when I think of Last of Us, I don't think of the zombies or the clickers, right? Like they're there, but even for like Last of Us Part Two, none of that was about. Oh man, I can't wait to see what new clicker they introduce. Andy, I cut you off. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I'm I'm excited to see if if there's anything they add to the show or like just any sequences that New may story not stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah be stuff that we recognize and it's also wild just understanding how good chernobyl was and knowing that this <sighs> is show. going to be 
a budget TV show like that, it's also even weirder, Greg, to look back at Craig Mazin's uh, Wikipedia because you're like, yeah. wow, Hangovers. Greatest Chernobyl, one of the best shows. Well, not only The Hangovers, but Scary Movie 3 and 4. Hell yeah. Um, the best scary movies. How the f- yeah. how the not the worst. <laughs> how was he given this role? What's uh, interesting to, to any... Chernobyl, that was a great show. To not to, you know, you're talking about, like, you'd be interested if they put new stuff in here, and yada, yada, like... I'm not trying to rewind theater off of my, you know, first viewing or whatever, but it did see like we had Joel having wine. Like that looked more like yeah. a throwback, a callback. Do we actually get to see, you know, um, Sarah's Joel mom? Hole, uh, being found by Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Coming this fall on CBS. There's Joel the Hole right there. And then Joel there's the this hole. wine thing. Like I, I'm jumping ahead. Maybe the that, that kind of looks like it. Maybe it's going to be a date or something. Maybe, you know, they change it up a little bit on what happened. Maybe I'm totally out of turn. And that's not at all what's happening there. I'm seeing it. Were you looking for the word flashback, Greg, instead of throwback and callback? Probably, yeah. Okay. I got Thanks you, for having me, Andy. I got you, brother. Trust Could you go all. back to where <laughs> to Joel in the hole uh, being found by Bill? Because uh, I'm trying to figure out like what the context of this would be, right? Because I bet week- this is the introduction to him, right? This is probably they've just shook, shaken up like, hey, this is one of Bill's traps in his town. Yeah, I yeah. which is different. Which is different from the game, right? Because like in the yeah, game, it, what was he it? Grabs Ellie. Well, was it? Uh, it, it's the it, set piece it, where Joel gets uh, hung upside, upside down. down. Yeah, yeah, we're and then that. like, yeah, they they fall down, and they're, we're gonna get that in the show. But I think it's interesting that you're finding Bill. Like, this is how Bill is finding Joel, as opposed to that set piece being the the intro to that. I love seeing Jesus the shots. In the chat says Andy just clicked Greg's head. <laughs> <laughs> I love no, the, the on, shots of seeing Andy. them in that opening scene or early in the game where it's like raining and they're like going through the. Like the they're trying to like the stealth section essentially. Oh, like we're seeing a lot of shots. This actually might be trailer. Bill. Maybe that's a Bill flashback. Sorry to cut to cut you off while we were on the hands before Bear cut away. It kind of looked like it might be two male hands. Because I they I mean, I we, know who, we know we know we're getting uh, Bill's partner in this. Yeah, I yeah. I forget who they, who they cast that though. Right, that was one of those big announcements they announced when they did it. Because it's Nick Offerman, obviously, is Bill, and then the other guy. Yeah. And then here, yeah, yeah nice left, left behind. behind. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. Also, really am is, I the only man. one what looking at? I know this is Bella Ramsey, right? That's this is yes. the woman from the Game of Thrones, right? Ever she looks right. a lot like Reb Valentine, and I'm starting to be a little pissed off that Reb Valentine didn't get the role. You know what I mean? I don't know if they actually Part approached two? her. Yeah, maybe in- well, by then she'll have aged up. Interfered with the whole engagement is what I heard. Damn, I'll, uh, yeah, collider. Shout out, collider. <laughs> Shout out to Reb and Imran for getting engaged, by the way, <laughs> over the weekend. So, like, you know, talking, going back to where Greg's talking about how big of a thing this is going to be for both HBO and PlayStation working together as a premium uh, release. I mean, this last week we've seen cyberpunk numbers absolutely mm. skyrocket based off the anime, which is something that blows my mind, right? Like, I know anime is popular. People love anime. But the fact that you're seeing uh, cyberpunk go from what probably like hundreds of thousands of players into now hitting millions of players uh, in a day and that not stopping, right? It continually growing day by day in terms of player base. What do you think this does for The Last of Us? Last of Us already very popular. Seventy dollar part, part one remake. Part one need to be remade. I don't understand this. Guess we didn't need this remake. That's what it's gonna be. It's for the fucking money. It's right there, so it's there on Walmart shelf. You pick it up on your PlayStation Five. You put it in, just like we said. It's gonna spike the numbers through the goddamn roof. But we saw what The Witcher did, and that's like um, not only just Cyberpunk. Yeah, the The Witcher having it. Like if I think all the show needs to be is above average for these gigantic things to happen because the show comes out it's a big old stinker then (laughs) we're not going to see the big pop that the you know the game will have that see those play those concurrent um you know player numbers or whatever man i really hope the pc version would have been up by then there's no way this is a stinker no way. I was going to say, this is, like, Andy, this is going to kick the living shit out of Better Call Saul. Let's calm down. Settle down there. I wasn't coming for you. You stay no, over there. All right. <laughs> when you insult the <laughs> team behind Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul, you come for us, Greg. You come yeah. for us. It's not all good, man. It's all bad, man, when you come after Saul Goodman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I, I, do, I do think that this will be a temple, though, for HBO. I think this is the oh, next, like, big, big uh, release for them. Yeah, totally. I mean, I just love the like them giving the shot to Neil Druckmann and to Craig, like the front and center stage, like in, given their names, the the big title treatment stuff. Like, that's great. Like, obviously, we know that they're creators that really give a shit about this stuff. That's a great starting point. Uh, but then beyond that, this is HBO's treating this like a flagship. And I think that that alone should be really should, yeah. uh, a good sign of like, OK, cool. Like, this is in good hands and it's going to be not just for the gamers, but for everyone else. Yeah, this is going to come out and just be one show. Tim, this could have come out and just been one of those TV shows where 
you you see it in some supercut, and you're like, oh, uh, fucking Michelle Williams is in a new in show. Why the Last Man again? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. like yeah. There's always like I, I feel like that, that always happens with HBO shows. Where I'm like, man, I always feel like you know HBO is like kind of the must watch uh content and there's four shows out right now and one of them was with margot robbie and i've like haven't heard anything about it but the fact that like this headlined i mean uh, their big trailer and then now they are coming out with this big old teaser saying like hey gamers get ready for this shit hey, i gamers. think i think it speaks to their confidence really yeah, yes. to, to your point yeah that trailer that came out what a, two, a few weeks ago months ago uh where it was the smash cut of all this stuff coming to hbo they paused for the last of us they're like oh by the way here's the last of us and then you went back to the montage of a bunch of different shows that had like a, lo a lot of great actors right and people you recognize but yeah they're treating last of us as something um that's worth paying attention to right one of their biggest releases of probably next year i'm so excited for this that looks great i can't wait but ladies and gentlemen i can't wait for a lot of things like the fact that e3 might officially be back and so much more video game news we'll cover it all and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you know about if you like that be part of the show on patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in with your questions your comments your concerns about the daily news you can get the show ad free you can get it with the exclusive post show we do and of course you can get a bevy of other benefits for things like the Gamescast, XCast, and PS I Love You XOXO. You can watch them live as we record them. It's a great time. It's a great value. Patreon.com slash games. But if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. There are a number of free ways to support the show. Uh, you can be watching us record the show live on YouTube.com slash games Over there, you can be chatting it up like Rodrigo was, and I will swing on your ass when you got bad opinions. I don't care. All right. Oh, I didn't change my colors back. Sorry. There you go. Uh, of course, you. Uh, if you could get it later on YouTube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday of course you'd have the ads you wouldn't get the post show you wouldn't have as good of a time but if you got no bucks for patreon we totally understand another easy free way to support us use the epic creator code kind of funny if you're buying something off the epic game store or just downloading something for free like fortnite off the epic game store that helps us out you of course can put it on your playstation version of fortnite you can put it on your uh, rocket leagues you can put it on your old rumble versus no matter what is using the epic store if you use the creator code kind of funny even for a free game it helps us out quite a bit housekeeping for you in the lead up to the new studio launch we'll be hosting a kind of funny town hall this thursday at 11 a.m pacific on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we'll go over upcoming programming changes patreon updates and other exciting things that will go into effect on october 1st what will tim cancel this time find out on thursday a big trade happened in the kind of funny football league week three is here in paris Witta and the bucks are looking to stop aaron Rodgers, rahul coley and the packers after that quarterback Nick Scarpino and the KF 49ers take on the Denver Broncos in your week three action live after this on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and tomorrow on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. Thank you to our Patreon producer, producer Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by NZXT canvas gaming monitors and uplift. But we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper report <laughs> time for some news nine items on the Roper report a baker's dozen number one of course was hey last of us is uh, first trailer just dropped mm -hmm. congratulations we watched it it was fantastic we all had a great time i hope you pulled God, over your was, car and watched it it was really it good was, it was really good that gets mm -hmm. me even more excited than i already was hey can we just talk about how great pedro pascal is like what really you remember Great. Remember Do when he showed up on Game of Thrones? You're like, this guy seems great. This and guy. then he was in that Nicolas Cage movie. We loved him there. Then That'd he was good. in Wonder Woman 1984. Not a good movie, but he well, was fun in it. He was good. But he could have been but better. He could have been better. I bet none of you have thought about that since December 25th, 2021. Was it one? I don't remember. I don't know. He's great. He's great. I'm happy you watched the Nicolas Cage movie. That's what I was about to say, Greg. Like, it's like, I, I know I recommend a lot of things to you. And so it's sure. like, uh, I don't expect you to actually like watch them all. But that's what I'm like. This is, Greg Miller needs to watch this one. The Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. Fantastic. You know, it is, it's, I, you know, just bring it to the on demand. You know what I mean? That's all we had them on the ropes. These goddamn mm -hmm. cockroaches that our movie theaters were almost put out of business during the pandemic. And then we let them back in. Scarlett Johansson had to go, well, I'm going to fucking sue. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for ruining everything. God damn it. Frank Furter wrote in about The Last of Us, but not necessarily about the trailer and says, good morning, Greg and Tim. Today, 
is the Last of Us Day. If you're unfamiliar, Last of Us Day, of course, is what used to be Outbreak Day, which is in Last of Us universe, uh, the day that the you know everything went to hell and the clickers overran humanity. They changed it during the pandemic because they're like, oh man, Outbreak Day, that's not a good sign. They call it Last of Us Day, but it's a nice little anniversary. Anyways, it's a day where we get new gifts of Ellie and Joel, new art, merch, announcements, and more. Last Friday was the 20th anniversary of Sly Cooper, in which we got merch for an MIA rodent. Is that is, uh, raccoons? Are they rodents? Check, I'd call right. it that. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Oh, I'm thinking of a possum. A possum's the only marsupial. They're rodent adjacent at the very least. Watching that Jeffrey Dahmer show, teaching me a lot about opossums. Anyways, with video game anniversary and days becoming more commonplace, I'd like to ask, do you all partake in the celebration? <laughs> it doesn't have to be Last of Us or Sly, but do you ever go and replay a game or buy the branded merch after it hits a milestone? If so, what's your best memory slash possession from one of those days? For me, it's either the 10th anniversary of Bioshock Collector's Edition or the Elliot Abbey posters from t Day two years ago. Tim, when it's just, uh, do any of you partake in celebration? Sounds like, do you drink on St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> I love it. Do, do any of these uh, anniversary big days stand out to you? Um, Only be, when there's like marketing beats around it. Like, it's not like I go out of my way and like circle dates on my calendar of like, oh man, this sure. is the anniversary of this thing. But like, sometimes it'll just like kind of trigger me and hit me where i'm just like oh my god it's october 25th that's the day that the playstation 2 came out like there's like random dates that i get excited about what day 26 26 uh depending on where you're at depending on where you're at all right uh but with that it's like i i will get memories like in the day of and i get excited about it and i have many little celebration to myself you know but i don't feel like i'm going out of my way for stuff the only things i can remember are uh sonic the hedgehog for his 10th anniversary around the time sonic adventure 2 was coming out i was pretty sure. excited about all that i was really really into it i got a poster that i had on my wall sonic adventure sure. 2 fantastic key art we had the, the logo half the the top of it you know we had sonic we had shadow so many spinies coming out hot shit man soap shoes never fucking forget yeah, I've never gone and circle any of the dates or anything. October 26th, I do remember, obviously, finally for PlayStation 2 all the time. Um, and then, yeah, when the Bear just showed our uh, Batman Arkham Asylum 10th anniversary stream we did in costume back in the day uh, when we could be in the same studio. Remember, it's coming back October 14th. Um, that, the, but I don't, yeah, I, no, I don't have a memory associated to any of the days. Uh, and then for in terms of merch or whatever, like I just buy cool merch if it pops up. Yeah. Like, you know, good on them for putting some Sly Cooper shit out last week. You know what I mean? I know y'all yeah. want a game, but you didn't buy enough Sly Cooper 4, and that's on you. You know? It's on Not enough you bought PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. You could have had a whole bunch of games. You could have sure. been running around here, Toro, right now. I, I was a Toro main, Greg. Huh? Would you, I was a Toro main. Were you now? Mm-hmm. He's like, my boy. Yeah. He's, he's my avatar to this day on uh, PSN. <laughs> PSN avatars, don't get me started. Don't mm-hmm. get me started. It's funny because I'm, you know, I, I have my photo that I uploaded or whatever, but then like that's for friends. So then I'm still Zeke on certain things from Infamous, which I'm not a, a fan. I'm not a, against. I should say I'm a big mm-hmm. Zeke fan. I digress. Sorry, Frank Frederick. I don't have a good answer for you here. I guess I, you know, the year after on October 26th, you know, PlayStation Two drops October 26th. I'm there at 1201 in Amire out in the suburbs of Chicago. I buy it at 1201. I'm excited. I'm number one in line. One year later, Mizzou beat Kansas, and we tore down the goalpost. So I remember that. I had a good run of October 26th for a couple of years wow. in a row there. And then, you also you, start- you celebrated the Vita on PS I Love You, if you remember the anniversary. Sure, yeah, yeah, but it's like you know, that's just because I mean I celebrate the Vita every day. Vita means life, and I'm alive, so I'm gonna celebrate life. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, don't forget the Verge last week said now's the time for the PlayStation Vita. So it's not even me saying mm-hmm. it anymore. Ladies now's the, the time Verge with, said the, it. with with the store, you know, being complicated as hell to buy things on the Vita and stuff like that. Now's the time for the Vita. Barry, you don't have this without the PlayStation Vita. All right, you aren't a deck boy without the PlayStation Vita. I want you to know that. Tom Delaney in the chat says, I'm shocked Tim's avatar is anything other than our Lord and Savior, Crash Bandicoot. Tom, I'm shocked. I am, to this day, shocked that PlayStation would put out a Super Smash Brothers clone and not have Crash Bandicoot in it. Instead, I had to have Toro as my main. Just putting that out there. Can you believe that, Greg Miller? The Crash Bandicoot, the Cloud, the Solid Snake were not in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. licensing is difficult. But But they got got Raiden. Remember the DLC, you got Isaac Clark from Dead Space. So there you go. Woo. Right. Classic PlayStation character. 
don't even get me started. Number two on the Roper Report. Uh, E3 2023 dates have been announced. We go to Andy Robinson over at VGC. Details have been revealed for E3's revamped 2023 format, which will see separate business and consumer events split between four days in June. E3 2023, which will be the show's first in-person event in four years, will officially run from Tuesday, June 13th, until Friday, June 16th, organizer Reed Pop announced on Monday. As announced earlier this year, Pop is officially taking over the running of the flagship industry event from the Entertainment Software Association, the ESA. Under the revamped format, the first two days of E3 2023, June 13th and 14th, will be reserved exclusively for business. The third day, June 15th, will welcome both business and consumer visitors, while the final day, June 16th, will be dedicated to consumers. One half of the LA Convention Center will be entirely dedicated to business with, quote, quieter, more comfortable booths and areas to network. Pop also hopes to reopen Kencha Hall, a basement area not used for some years for business purposes. The other half of the LACC will be, quote, the spectacular E3 that you're used to, end quote, and for the first two days will also be for business attendees only. In addition, E3 2023 will feature a new dedicated meeting space where attendees can connect using the E3 app and hold meetings. For consumers, Reed Pop says that the 2023 show will be more accessible for indies and indie publishers to showcase titles in the concourse hall, and is also planning elements outside of the LACC, plus numerous game presentations will run uh, during these days that fans can watch online or in person. Timothy, Robert, Gettys, E3, Back from the Dead, What's wh- 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 what do you think? I mean, my, my top gut answer is this is a rock vin diesel situation i really wish that they would just put things aside shake hands those big glorious muscly hands and just make the best fast 10 we could possibly get but because of the realities of life and ego and money and all of this stuff that's not going to happen and that's exactly where we're at here with e3 and a little thing i like to call summer game fest right we were there this year to be clear summer game fest is the rock Vin Diesel is E3. Yeah, because I, Vin, I don't want to. I, I don't no, want to. No, in relation to Vin Diesel was the first person to be in uh, Fast and the Furious. We all and know. Then the Rock I mean, came it, later, you know exactly, and that's where my head's wrapped too. I know why Tim doesn't want to bite is because, of course, Vin Diesel is the one who's being a little baby turd and he's screwing up everything for the future of Fast right now. So that. Vin Diesel's being the wham wham man, and he's gonna screw it all up. And the Rock's great. So by if saying that you know by giving anybody these personifications you are then describing one of them as being good one of them being bad go ahead tim i i I don't want to go too on with the analogy here because i don't think it it is one for one because like the rock made hobbs and shines a spinoff and clearly like it's fucking things up it's not doing the better version of the things it's just kind of whereas jeff Keeley is doing the better version so that's why i don't think it like lines up perfectly with that but um i think that we saw the proof in the pudding greg we were at summer game fest this year and it was awesome that yeah. was how these things should be ran. The only problem with it is it didn't have the big dogs. It didn't have the full-on support of the entire industry. E3 being back like this is only going to make that more true. It's not going to fix those problems at all. Like I feel like now it's more splintered. People are going to have to make choices. And I feel like given these choices, a lot of the big dogs might be like, we're not doing any of this stuff. Or mm. we're going to do both of them but not give either the real good stuff, right? Sure. Uh, of course, keeping in mind the world well, has changed. Kind of has been in the past too. Sometimes, sometimes PlayStation yeah. has their big showcase and big press uh-huh. conference, and they show a bunch of amazing shit. And then you go to the booth, and you're not playing that. You'll maybe there's a behind closed doors. Maybe, but there were right. There was always the behind closed doors. There was always there was more exciting stuff at E3 than just what people got to play on the show floor, right? Like I think almost without fail, any year. There was something we saw, whether it was Spider-Man or whether it was um, uh, Knack 2, Greg. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Don't forget Knack don't 2. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, there was always, like, Days There's Gone. There's stuff, yes, right? but it was like, usually extended demos and stuff like that. Yes, but there was new stuff, right? Which, sure. like, I, that is something that we did not get at Summer Game Fest. Like, we didn't get that level of, like, sure. hey, there's we are getting exclusive access to something that we can now get to talk about, which is kind of the whole point of an E3 for people like us to to be able to go and report on things and our experience playing or seeing things right um so i feel like this just if anything is going to muddy those waters even more as opposed to continuing down a path that we've been going down the last couple years uh which is 
Jeff Keighley kind of owning the, hey, everyone's together, one big stage show, and then we'll have an event to be able to play the stuff, which inherently was kind of best of Judges Week and E3 for media people combined into one event to just simplify things. Um, But I don't know. I feel like with this, and on top of having the press conferences and digital showcases that we've had now for a long time, starting with Nintendo Direct, now today with the 20 of them, we have a month. So it's like there's just a lot at play so read pops e3 what's this going to be i think at best it's going to be a another pax like event and that could be really cool but i think it's a distraction yeah it's going to be interesting to see what's i'm fascinated by is that usually summer game fest and jeff pretty quick with the e3 says something and they're on it with a tweet they got something to say so i was looking at both jeff and summer game fest twitter today no announcement yet of their dates or anything like that it still says returns june 2023 for summer game fest we knew that already stuff like that what is an interesting wrinkle to it of course that we're reading andy robinson on vgc uh he's quoting of course the repop stuff which i think is mainly coming from i'm not 100 sure maybe there's a press release out i didn't get uh over on gamesindustry.biz which is owned by repop which is organizing this whole thing christopher dring the head of game B2B put up an article called E3 2023. What's the latest? Uh, that's where some of the quotes that Andy was pulling from here are talking about, yada, yada, yada. There's something in here I, th- I find interesting, though, all right? And so, whole, it's a long read. Go read it. It's more in depth. It's them talking. And, you know, uh, Games Instrap is Mr. Dring over there. They are being very honest and open with what they think E3 is and what they're trying to do with it taking over. This is an interesting uh, set of paragraphs. There's two here. Then there's the meeting app, which will feature companies within E3 and outside of the show. So if you are a developer that has a suite in the Marriott, or if you're exhibiting in the car park, or you're at one of the other events taking place, or taking part at the same time, E3 attendees can find you in the official app, if you agree to be included, and schedule meetings with you. It might not make total, it might not make total commercial sense, but it's the right thing to do. I think that's a really interesting wrinkle that, again doesn't doesn't make commercial sense does it make sense for e3 the, you know uh, christopher's article here i uh, guess op-ed is talking about like you know e3 being more than the event being a week being everything that surrounds it and stuff which is a convenient way to include jeff Keeley's event and not even include jeff's event because i doubt jeff would want to be a part of this and be in, in, in any way really connected but if I'm Sega and I'm at Jeff's event and I don't mind media booking appointments through the thing, I could tell E3 that I'm over there and you could put me in and yada, yada, yada. Like there's a bunch of interesting little scenarios. Obviously, a lot of indies, yeah, get a hotel room at the JW Marriott and do appointments over there. So if you're able to put them in there, would you actually want to? It also is like, well, is it is the app being open to all attendees, just the business? Where do you break? Like, it's all a falls million apart. questions. The moment there's thing. an app, it's over, man. Like, that's the thing. It's like, great intentions. That's awesome. Everything you yeah. just said, yes, that is great and potentially could help people. But the reality is, a couple years ago, we saw it. When Summer Game Fest was first starting, what was it? It was a fancy calendar. It wasn't even that fancy, honestly. It was like, you go to the website, and it's just them like, oh, hey, so here's the Summer Game Fest events. And the, there's these other events that they're on our calendar. They're next to our stuff, but they're not actually our stuff. But it doesn't actually matter to you, the end user. But we're going to make it explicitly clear that this is Summer Game Fest, and that's not Summer Game Fest, but you can watch that as part of Summer Game Fest. It's like, all right. We just have to deal with this bullshit because everyone's playing the same game. And what you just explained sounds very similar to that of like, anyone can be a part of it. And like, it's not official, but it's part of it. It's like, no, this is a mess. Nobody wants to use these apps. We have PR people that we we talk to and we already make these uh, appointments ourselves. Like this is just overcomplicating something that already has a solution. We will wait and see, ladies and gentlemen. And we won't have to wait that long. E3, June 13th through June 16th, 2023. It's happening, probably, maybe. We'll see. Make sure. Who knows? Don't don't bet on anything, you know? Except in the Blade universe, always bet on black. Number three on the Rupert Report. An unknown Silent Hill game has seemingly been raided in Korea. This is Ryan Leston at IGN.com. Eight, what is this? Oh, inevitable disappointment. <laughs> a new Silent Hill game called The Short Message may be on its way, according to a Korean rating. The game rating and admission committee of Korea via Gamatsu has given a rating to the previously unannounced Silent Hill The Short Message. Unfortunately, it is not known what this new game is or even what platforms it will appear on. Some have speculated the title could allude to a playable teaser, not unlike PT, the last mainline Silent Hill release. 
The publisher was listed as Uniana, uh, the publisher of Konami's recent free-to-play soccer fiasco, eFootball 2023. <laughs> it's also unknown whether the short message will be a new installment in the Silent Hill series, a teaser, a spin-off, or a mobile game. Considering U- U- Uniana, Uniana's uh, production of arcade cabinets, it could even be a new Silent Hill arcade experience. A slew of leaks and rumors have pointed to potentially multiple new Silent Hill games in the works. Whether or not Silent Hill, the short message, is connected to these leaks is unclear for now. Uh, We'll have to wait and see, but it could be good news for Silent Hill fans. Tim, I assume you, like me, are betting the farm that this is going to be a huge deal and we should put all our money into Konami stock. Oh, yeah, 100, 100%. My favorite thing about this, Greg, is the short message, which could be, allude to a playable teaser, not unlike PT. It's like, yeah, okay, I guess that's true. But also, just shout out to the Tojima, call this thing a playable teaser. You know what I mean? PT, baby. Like, why not? Why not? Um, I, sure. You know what? Every day, new Silent Hill rumors, new things, new copyrights, do this, do that. At some point, they're going to be true. At some point, we're going to get yep. Metroid Prime Trilogy. At some point, maybe we'll hear more about Star Fox Grand Prix. But here it is, Greg. One day, we're going to get Silent Hill something. Is it going to be a short message? Is it going to be a long one? We're going to have to wait and find out at some point. At some point. But I don't think that day is today. It isn't today, for sure. Uh, I would not hold your breath on this being anything super interesting, especially if it's coming from Uniana with this uh, whole background and like arcade stuff and yada, yada, yada. Like Konami continues to be a black hole of IPs and what they're actually going to do with them and how they're going to make them cool. Of course, they tried NFTs. Maybe we'll get more of that. Maybe that's what these short messages are going to be. Uh, but until then, it's like I'm at the point with the Silent Hill rumors where it's just like, just all right. Well, the problem Shut with the Silent Hill, the problem with the Silent Hill rumors for me, Greg, is that like I just don't care about Silent Hill that much. Yeah. So it's like I what but what's funny is it's like I actually would love if one of these ended up being like a remake of one of the more iconic ones cuz like I never really got it's not that I'm not a fan of them I just never got the opportunity to be a fan of them. So it's like with what Resident Evil has done with uh, the all of its remakes of like taking these classics and honestly making them arguably better than they ever were for uh modern audiences like I would love to see what a Silent Hill 2 remake could look like if they ever get to it but with all this stuff, it's like, I don't know what this means. You know, I just all I know is this is not for me. The short message, whatever that is. It could be. It could be for you. You like short message, though. It could be for I, you. You're right. You're right. You know what? Well, just take go, it back, Greg. It could be we'll for you. We'll see me. what happens. We'll see what happens. I, that's the, yeah, it's like, I'd totally be interested in a modern Silent Hill. You know what I mean? The rumors, oh, Bloober team's doing it and blah, blah, this. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's, let's see what, what, how do you do a, mo- a Silent Hill in 2023, probably, or 2024? Like, all right, yeah, whatever. But like, all right, shut up about them. Just can one of them come to fruition? Can we do something? I don't know. Whatever. One game's come to fruition, though. Number four on the Roper Report. Grounded. Remember this game from Obsidian, right? Oh, yeah. uh, Xbox game. It was in early access. It's officially being released today. Uh, or it's officially coming out this week, I should say. I think it's tomorrow. Uh, Grounded has a rev- the review embargo is up, though. The roundup is here. It's great. Metacritic has it as an 85. Open Critic at an 83. Vicky Blake at Eurogramer recommended it and said, Grounded's charming Honey, I Shrunk the Kids premise is elevated by its uniquely welcoming approach to wonder. As someone who instinctively shies away from survival games, Grounded's stunning ants-eye presentation of the natural world and plethora of personalization settings make me feel surprisingly welcomed, even if that welcome involves the occasional hissing spider. Uh, Alex Avard over at Games Radar gave it 3.5 out of 5 stars. Grounded has always been a solid idea on paper, but Obsidian brings that potential to full fruition for launch, delivering on the thrills and fun of its brilliantly Spielbergian concept. Ooh. And then Fraser Brown over at PC Gamer gave it a 90 out of 100, says Grounded is a delightfully creative and occasionally Grounded is a delightfully creative and occasionally terrifying survival sandbox. Tim, mm-hmm. I Greg Miller, yeah, the shooting star, have been playing Grounded. Uh, I was, I loved the concept. If you remember when they put it into early access, I played it that first night, liked it, but ran through the content because it was early access. And I was like, I'll wait till full release. They hit me up for a review code. I started playing there, and I've been having a good time with it. Um, night one was the best for me of jumping in, getting it all done. I crafted armor, and I crafted my lean two, and I was on the thing, and I met Burgle, and I'm all, like, blah blah. And then I kind of hit the skids in that I was getting shorter bursts to go play it. And I felt like I was uh, running halfway up the hill and then sliding down in the mud and having to start mm. back up and go back up. And yesterday I got more like solid play time to sit down and go through it. And I completed the objective and I explored the thing. And for me, it seems like I, I turned a corner on it of knowing what the game is, right? 
survival obviously you knew that ahead of time but my hope was that obsidian was going to put a little bit more rpg into it of like quest lines this that and the other where it is very much like no like survive in this area get this basic thing bring it back to the guy do the thing find the tapes get the story that way or whatever i'm enjoying it i like it i'm not the biggest survival person so i feel like i would peter out right now on a single player perspective but it's multiplayer and tomorrow uh mike and i are going to be playing it over on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and i'm interested to see if getting in with him and having the ability to a lot of the reviews talked about obviously like you know for the longest time in the beginning you're getting your head kicked in because any bug that fights you is going to just wreck you. You obviously have to kill other things, get better resources. And then even then, it's meant to be that you take on the ladybug together kind of thing. And so I'm interested to see if that gives me a new kick in the pants or if it'll be like I play it. And I'm like, I enjoyed this, but I'm not the arc survival kind of guy. And I don't really want to do that. But I these these uh, game reviews I've been reading today, like I was like, oh, yeah, you got this is the perspective on That's what a survival line. game is. Yeah. Yeah. You got to avenge my boy, Anti, Greg. Justice for Anti. OK, go out there. I think about him every day. No, you don't. I, mean, I, was trying to think it's, I, do, I think about him more often than I should. That honestly. I'll give you. I will give yeah. you that. I just there, don't think you think about it. There are two moments, Greg, that every every time I think about them, I well up a bit. One is Auntie dying in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And sure. the other, this is really random, but I need to let you know this personally right now. Okay, Greg, only you and are listening. I don't want anyone sure. else to listen to this. There's an episode of Hey Arnold where he learns karate. And um, he like turns a corner and he beats the shit out of this kid. And the uh, kid was just going to ask him for like uh, boss right, money or something. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, man, that moment, it, I'm thinking about it right now. It's, it's making me tear up. It was really sad. Arnold didn't want to hurt that boy, but he did. Yeah, he did. He got, you know, he was, he was, he got too hung up with the power. I thought your second moment was going to be when Anthony died in Ant-Man. You just you well, cry at ant-related deaths. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, him. yeah, ants get me. A lot of ants in this game, Tim. You might want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can make ant armor. Of course, you would have to kill the ants, and that sounds like it would be upsetting for you, but it's something for you to do. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to let Tim compose himself. So I'll tell you about patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the post-show. You could get the bevy of benefits for Gamescast, Xcast, PS I Love You, et cetera, et cetera. Tomorrow on Xcast, I'm showing up to talk more grounded with Mike, so you can watch this recorded live tomorrow afternoon. Have a great time. Get into ads. <laughs> <gasps> ah, but I digress. Uh, you could get this show, like I said, without any ads, but you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny game. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to NZXT Canvas Gaming Monitors. We are huge fans of NZXT here at Kind of Funny. And I got to say, these monitors, they're Andy Cortez approved, Kevin Coelho approved, and Tim Gettys approved because of their sweet 1440p resolution with 165 hertz refresh rate and one millisecond response hits. That sweet spot for gamers due to the balance of picture and performance. They're available in 27-inch and 32-inch curved displays. Variable refresh rate support for all of the major GPUs. They provide an excellent gaming experience for any game genre. You can get the monitor just alone. You can get it with a stand or you can get it with some pretty cool mounts. There's built-in software support with NZXT Cam that lets you control all your monitor settings directly on your PC. No need to mess with the clunky hardware menus to lock in your desired settings. They thought of it all. It's sold exclusively on NZXT.com. You can learn more about the NZXT Canvas gaming monitors at NZXT.co slash funny. That's nzxt.co slash kinda funny. Shout out to Uplift for sponsoring this episode. I've been using my Uplift desk for well over a year now. I love the thing so much I decided to write a rap song for them. The build quality is real good. It's made of real high quality wood. They didn't ask for it. I just did it anyway. Getting my Uplift desk immediately improved my mood. Whenever I'm on shows, I'm standing up. I'm feeling a lot more energetic. And also, I kind of feel like I was just maybe creating some bad habits sitting down at a desk all day. I would move my legs up. I'd sit underneath my legs on my chair. And eventually, all that stuff just created really bad back pain for me. Choose from laminate, whiteboard, bamboo, solid wood, butcher block, or even custom solid wood or laminate options. Uplift Desk won New York Times Wire Cutters Best Standing Desk from 2019 to 2022. And while I'm at it, I'm just going to give them an award as well. Best Standing Desk that I use in my bedroom from when they sent it to me until now. Uplift Desk have a 15-year warranty. They ship the same day you order with free shipping and free return shipping. So if you've been feeling the effects of sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, maybe you want some more energy in your life, maybe you want to do squats in the middle of a Zoom call or something, Uplift your life. Go to kindoffunny.com slash uplift. Greg Miller. We're back. Yeah, sorry. I want to let you know I love you for many reasons. But one of them, one of the top reasons at this moment 
is you do the best SpongeBob. Like, thank you. I don't even know what you call that thing, but you're so good at it. The like, kid, it when I did it on the show, joy. when I did it on the show earlier, some kid wrote in the chat was just like, "That is the best SpongeBob meme I've ever seen." In real life. I mean, you're I, it's I mean, like it. impeccable. Like, there it is. Yeah. See? Oh. It's, it, honestly, it's really about hanging that ass out. You gotta gotcha. get the, you know what I mean. You really gotta get the ass out, and then kind of do the weird bend up, and then the glasses help sell it. But I'm the man of many talents. You, know? you are. You they are. Call me the talent man. <laughs> Number they call five, the talent man, everybody. <laughs> EA's Koei Tecmo hunting game is Wild Hearts. This is Andy Robinson again over at VGC. EA has revealed the name of its upcoming Koei Tecmo collaboration, Wild Hearts. A trailer for the game, which EA previously described as, quote, the next great hunting game will be published this Wednesday, September 28th. It's an honor to be partnering with EA Originals and to have the support of a team with such an incredible track record of releasing groundbreaking new games, said the executive VP of Koei Tecmo. Oh, this is previously, anyway. The EA team, we already talked about that. Uh, any of the global resources of EA, they, they're doing this hunting game. Doing the thing, they're hunting. With the trailer's coming. This is a mm-hmm. new date for you, ladies and gentlemen, all right? Do you care at all, Tim? No. No. No, yeah, I don't. No, no, it's no. hard to care about these things, Greg, when we just reacted to a Last of Us HBO trailer. You know what sure. I mean? It's like, that's where my head's at. And you're out Why you blibber blobbering around. You're just like, oh, announcing trailers for Wild Hearts, E3. September 28th, kind of we're getting it. All right, well, just wake me up on September 28th with the trailer, you know? Yeah, two days away, guys. Like They've bo- elevated the hunting genre to the next level, merging their proven talent for combat gameplay with unexpected and innovative mechanics. Yeah. Sweet. Right. Go get them. Whatever. Number six in the Roper Report. Netflix is building its own game studio. This is from a press release uh, from the VP of the game studios. Uh, Today, I'm excited to announce that we are establishing an internal game studio in Helsinki, Finland with Marco Lastica uh, as the studio director. This is another step in our vision to build a world-class games studio that will bring a variety of delightful and deeply engaging original games with no ads or no app in purchase. Let me try that again. With no ads and no in-app purchases. Uh, to our hundreds of millions of members around the world. Why Helsinki? It is home to some of the best game talent in the world. Uh, This will be a game studio that we build from scratch and our second game studio in Helsinki alongside Next Games, which became part of Netflix earlier this year. Along with Night School Studio and Boss Fight Entertainment, these four studios, each with different strengths and focus areas, will develop games that will suit the diverse tastes of our members. It's still early days, and we have much more work to do to deliver a great games experience on Netflix. Creating a game can take years, so I'm proud to see how we're steadily building the foundation of our game studios in our first year. And look forward to sharing what we produce in the coming years. Tim, for me, alarm bells going off. Because mm-hmm. you're over in Finland, you're over in Helsinki, and that means you're trying to steal people from Housemark. And I'll be dead in the water if we're going to lose any first-party Sony members to Netflix. Yeah, that's that's alarmist. I think just just a little bit, but I'm telling you uh, right now. I know you're listening. I know you're listening, House Mark. Batten down the hatches. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you got free health care, but what about a bagel Monday? We already give away free food. Pizza Friday. You already give away that too. I'm running out of ideas of how days. Americans trick More their boys to keeping. Barrett, what do we do to you that tricks you into staying here all the time? Um, you know, free our, ter- our terrible health care system. So I, uh, just the, the need for health care. Sure, but I was, I was thinking, speed. like, what is kind of funny due to lock you in? Oh, not so much just what is American uh, American workforce. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything. We had a, be- we had a kegerator. Us. We'll probably have more beer. We'll have beer at the new studio, right? I don't drink as much, though, anymore. Well, that's good. That's good. I mean, yeah. Know, that's good. I'm proud of you. Thanks. But you're still going to drink a few with me, right? Oh, yeah. Come on. All right, just make sure. <laughs> uh, Tim, you care about Netflix making more games? Uh, I mean, no, I'm happy that more people are playing, are making more games and getting the means to be able to do so. And I hope that this results in. Um, a couple wins i'm trepidatious about it for sure but i'm sure. also not as like anti this as like it seems like a lot of people are like what have the last couple stories uh, exactly people hate everything but uh myself included um but what are the the chances that that this takes off when we look at the last couple news stories that we're even doing like last of us talking about um we expect the show to boost the game right and then we we saw with the witcher we saw with cyberpunk edge runners like at some point, it's like if the game and the show are on the same place, like that could work. And I know this is a very different situation than that. But my point is, clearly, people watching Netflix are also gamers. So there is 
a Venn diagram circle center situation going on here. It's just how do you speak to them and what's that actually going to turn into? I don't know. But the thing is, at Summer Game Fest, we played some of the Netflix games and they were good. I don't know that Netflix is the right place to play them. And in fact, it seems like it's not even the place to play. You just kind of like use it as a login. It's way too convoluted right now. Will they get it down one day? I don't think so, Greg. I don't think there's that they oxen will. free. You can play oxen free right now. Wow. Jump in yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. Jump in, everybody. What's that one we liked that was there? The volleyball one. Or uh, dodgeball. Isn't, isn't Immortality technically a, a Netflix game? Eventually, right? Eventually. What does that mean? I don't think it's mean? there yet. I think it's right. I think right now it's Xbox and it's uh, PC, and then gotcha. it's coming to Netflix eventually, but it's not there yet. All right. Weird. I'm blanking on the name of the game I played. That was like a dodgeball. Yeah. Um, oh, dodgeball academia. It's, it's like Demios or Demi. Or yes. Demi. Yeah, it's uh, something like that. Demi. It was cool. I liked that one a lot, but yeah, didn't need it to be on Netflix. You know but I'll put Netflix into my search bar here. I bet on my email. Not many people email me about Netflix. Oh shit! A lot of people email me about Netflix. Fuck. Oh here, Desta, Desta. The memories between rolls yeah. right off the tongue. Cool. Mm-hmm. It was a cool game. I like that. But again, it's like I I appreciate that Netflix is trying to do this right. Right. Of like, let's actually get people that make games that make cool games. And it's not just like, oh, let's just throw on. Like, I appreciate that Netflix's gaming strategy isn't the same as a Red Robin, where they just have that thing on the, yep. the table that like they expect you to like swipe your credit card so stupid kids can play bad versions of Frogger. Ah, okay. I've seen that at the I've seen that at the Olive Garden. Yeah. It's at all mm-hmm. those places. And like the, like the, at least it's not that. You know, these are sure. real games and like it's funding real studios to do cool shit that hopefully will get ported somewhere. They're actually going to play it later. OK, we'll see what happens. Netflix is going, but they're also going and making things like the animes. <laughs> Number seven, Netflix just revealed the first look at an Onimusha anime from Netflix anime. Uh, there's some screenshots to toss up and then we got the tr- it says this. It's your first look at Onimusha, an anime based on Capcom's legendary game uh, created by uh, Takashi Miki uh, and Shinya Shuge uh, from Sublimination uh, with uh, Musashi uh, Miyamoto modeled after uh, Toshiro uh, Mifune. And then it's the Tadum thing because they're doing Tadum. Uh, Tim, you are the biggest Onimusha fan I know. Does this yes. excite you? I mean, it excites me for what I was just talking about. Where there's smokes, there's fires, everybody. Are we getting a new Musha? I don't know. But this is a better chance of us getting one than we had yesterday. You know? Sure. I can't believe Musha's coming back. If this pops off and this is actually a hit, it totally could mean we're getting more. I was surprised when they brought back Musha 1 a couple years ago and, and had it on the Switch and uh, all the other systems as well. Kind of just a little... A nice little port. Um, but I, I want Demon Siege. I want number three. That was always my favorite where it went freaking insane. And they went to Paris, Greg. Time travel was involved. Sure. And John Reno was there. It was a great time for everybody. He had a whip. Um, but I so far seeing this, I'm excited that an Animusha anime is being made. I am unfamiliar with these characters. And this isn't like I'm a Saminosuke boy. I'm an Animusha one and three guy. Two was okay, but it was a different set of characters, Jubei and all of them. And I wasn't as big a fan of that. All right. Um, So looking at this, I'm like, I'm a little unclear on where it's been. And it's been a long time since I've been brushed up on my Animusha lore and all that. Um, But excited for it. At the end of the day, more excited that it's happening than I actually am for what I'm seeing right now. Not the biggest fan of the 3D with kind of cell shaded on it to make it look 2D type animation. Um, but hopefully in motion, it looks looks a little bit better. But those are my Tim Gettys on Musha takes. But hey. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We'll find out more as we get closer to it, but we don't have a release date on it, so keep looking for it. Uh, but if you want yet more video game anime news, number eight, a Nier Automata anime is coming January 2023. This is Ryan Leston back at IGN. Uh, Nier Automata Ver 1.1a, a spinoff anime, will arrive in January next year, and game creator Yoko Taro has discussed how it will adapt the original game. An announcement trailer uh, revealed that the new Nier Automata V1, Ver 1.1a uh, will premiere in January 2023 but the exact date hasn't been announced we see clips of the main character to be in action as well as fellow android 9s 
asked, quote, the anime title has the affix ver 1.1a because Nier Automata was a story we created to be a game. So copying it wouldn't make an interesting story for an anime. So I brought up the idea of changing things around, uh, the creator said. Quote, I often see fans who worry that creators are going through their creative process with this complete disregard for the original game. But in this case, those worries have no grounds. The fact that the, an- the, fact that the anime side, starting with the director, really respected the game struck a chord with me, end quote. Hmm. Blessing is very excited, I mm-hmm. imagine. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked about it, but, you know, he loves this stuff. Look, man, I am honestly just so happy that video games are at a point now that they're getting adaptations on TV, anime, movies, and stuff that are – they're decent, right? They're, they're, it's not assumed that they're going to be bad. And in fact, I think we're getting to a point that it's assumed that the base level is it's going to be okay. We're, we still haven't hit that point that we expect them to be great, but I'm hopeful for it, and I think that we're, we're – inching closer and closer to it greg and i think that when we get the variety of things like we're seeing here i'm really excited about it and it's like we we talk shit about netflix all the time and for some good reasons but we see with the tadum events that they are investing in some areas like and i think that they're seeing a lot of success with it and again edge runners is a perfect example they did it they did it right they took it they did it so right that they brought an ip back from the dead that everyone wanted to hate on so i'm hopeful for this shit i love it Tim, there's nothing more I'd rather do right now than move on to story number nine and close out this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. But in the chat on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, Ferdinand writes in and says, IGN reported that a new Silent Hill game called Silent Hill, the short message, has been raided in Korea. Mm-hmm. Look, Greg, they just popped in. For, they were Ferdinand, really excited to have Ferdinand, some info. Ferdinand, we are about to move on to story number nine. Story number three was an unknown Silent Hill game has seemingly been rated in Korea. Brian Lesson at IGN. Fernand, I'm going to need you to get your fucking life together. Because I don't together. mind you coming in late. I don't mind it. I understand. Okay. We all got things to do. The baby's mm-hmm. crying. The dog's barking. Washing machine wah, wah, bark, bark. I get it. I understand. But you don't walk in to the middle of a live news broadcast and shout out something that this isn't breaking news. Mm-mm. The good people of Korea didn't just hit up on the, the Morse code machine saying, guess what? We have a report of a silent hill thing. That has been a known quantity for a while. That has been happening for a while. You don't just walk in. You don't walk into a movie theater Mm-mm. an hour into the movie and go, where's the opening credits? I heard that. I heard that. Where are the previews? I heard there was a new. You don't do that because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Where's Maria Ferdinand? You've embarrassed the YouTube audience. You know we just started streaming live on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. You think the Twitch kids would have made this mistake? Mm-mm. The Twitch kids, you think they no. would have made this mistake, Ferdinand? They, they wouldn't. You're yes, giving YouTube a bad name, and I'm gonna need you to donate 99 cents right now. You know 100 percent Nana would write in a year wrong saying you guys missed this news story, but then we talked about it like 30 minutes ago. He's done that like twice. All right? And it, I think he was on a plane the first time. Don't worry about him. Leave Nano out of this. This is about Ferdinand right now, Barrett. All right? <laughs> Number nine on the rope report. <laughs> Final one here. Unless you want me to go all the way back through the headlines because Ferdinand just stubbed Please. his toe and missed something. Please. Number nine. Joseph Ferris teases his next game. This is Joseph Ferris over on Twitter. You click on the link and he goes, sneak peek at the next game. And then we got two women in the ping pong ball suits doing some motion capture. And Joseph Ferris there in a lovely denim shirt. Now, what do you, Tim? Mm-hmm. Throw on your, your wild speculation cap. What do you read from this? What do you it got takes, from the next game here? Well, there's three of them, Greg. It takes three. No, no. He's not in a Shut ping up, pong Tim. ball suit. That doesn't count, Tim. That's bad. My question is, like, you, we look at these two women here. Is this Are they sisters? Mother and daughter? You got a height differential there, right? So you could have, like, you know, playing young, doing the thing. What are you doing? You know? Maybe just good Is friends? that the kind of... A way I mean, in. I, I mean, anything's on the table. Good friends. This is, it's a mother-daughter Lovers? trying to break into... A prison. Whoa. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. It takes two, too. It takes, well. well I guess, no, that was a, a no way, a way out. In. That's a way a, in. A way in. A way in. You yeah. nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got for you. Yeah, there's Excited. nothing to go from. Guess what? This is great, Hayes though. Light, Light's making new games. Good for them. They make great games. Keep it hazy. Tim? Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what this game's all about, but that game's I so know. far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops. Where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. I just got a text from Gia that said, do you have an Uplift Desk promo code? <laughs> yes, I do. You can go to uplift.com slash kind of funny. I love it. I love it. Do you it's want me to, real time. Do you, want, you want to call her right now? No. 
do you want me to you, you tell me right now and i'll cut a promo on her yelling at her like i yelled at ferdinand because we had an uplift promo in this fucking thing you know what i mean i digress out today the spirit and the mouse on pc and switch world of warcraft wrath of the lich king classic on pc world of outlaws dirt racing on all the playstations and all the xboxes and then terra invicta on pc new dates for you oxen free 2 lost signals has been delayed to 2023 uh deal of the day for you wario 64 writes in it said and he doesn't write it, and he tweeted this my friend peppa the pig my my that's all right it's not like a it's not like a rube out here <laughs> peppa the pig come on now i'd get laughed at every preschool in america for that my friend peppa pig on playstation 4 is 14.99 at best buy it's also on game pass <laughs> gotta oh love it god oh my goodness god uh we have one of those rotating segments segments for you ladies and gentlemen it of course is required reading this is where we come in and tell you about a great story out on the internet about video games and you should go read it uh today joe scrabbles on ign has one called a fan spent seven years creating an entire new 2d mario game inside mario maker 2 we joined the article but urge you to go to ign.com where you can read joe's reporting a fan has just finished a colossal project inside Super Mario Maker 2, spending seven years across both Mario Maker games, creating an entire Mario game, which they've dubbed Super Mario Bros. 5. On Twitter, MetroidMike64 wrote, I finally finished creating my Super World... Yeah, my Super World in Mario Maker 2 and have unofficially named it Super Mario Brothers 5. I've been working towards this moment since 2015, trying to create a classic Mario game that plays as if Nintendo created it themselves, end quote. The unofficial Super Mario Brothers 5 is a love letter to the NES and SNES era of Mario games and includes some of their hallmarks with new touches. Uh, the seven Koopalings are end-of-world bosses. There are branching world maps. Puzzle courses are included and more. The gameplay is described as classic Mario without the troll levels or highly difficult skill cha challenges that dominate a lot of Mario Maker's user catalog. You can play through this work by typing it into the Mario Maker 2 ID 0. G nine X N four F N F. Tim, I assume you're all about this. You've seen it. You knew about it. What do you think? FNF. Um, I have not been able to play too much of this because uh -huh. I've been working on the studio a lot. It's been taking a lot of my time. But I played maybe the first three, four levels, and I was like, oh shit. This has potential to be one of my favorite games of the year. Whoa. No one is surprised, <laughs> but they he nailed it, man. This this Mr. Metroid Mike knows what he's doing and there's nothing i love more than mario levels that feel like they were made by nintendo and the fact that that was the sole goal that he had making this knocked out of the park absolutely because uh we've seen with mario maker there is a ton of levels that are just ridiculously difficult there's a ton of levels that are just like the auto scrolling things all that but to get something with thought put into it in terms of the pacing of how the the levels are going with the world maps and all that absolutely love it can't wait to keep playing more and i just love when people commit this hard i've been a big fan of like rom hacking for years and all that and i played a whole bunch of mario fan games but the fact that this was made in mario maker 2 and like is an official thing that's not going to get taken down but from nintendo because it's actually using their <laughs> their own software very no, excited they'll find that. a way tim they'll be like ah you try to copy us too much you got to take this down oh yeah they will find a way also uh, shout out to blessing for catching my fnf but i appreciate uh, it so you're saying I should download Super Mario Maker 2 and Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I think it's worth it. I okay. think it's worth it. Tim? Mm-hmm. I want you to beat this. All right. I want you to I want it to be one of your game of the years. I want I think that's exciting and fun and refreshing. Do you think Nintendo closes this motherfucker down for calling it Super Mario Brothers 5? No, because he's saying unofficial. Like, he's and I he's, think all, he and he's also using all their official stuff through an official channel. Yeah, he's fine. I'm just okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that he's saying it's unofficially Super Mario Brothers 5, it's like, yeah, they might, I, I don't even know. Like, he's not, it's not actually being sold. It's not being called that anywhere. Yeah, no, it's like fine, people fine. are just going to call it. But having said do you that, think I, I do think that there's a good chance that the next 2D Mario game is called Mario Super Mario Brothers 5. So I don't know what that would mean for them. They might be a little yeah. more like prickly than, than, than normal okay. for Nintendo. Do you think they, is this going to be one of those success stories where they hire him to come, to come make games? I mean, potentially. Yeah, totally, right? Hopeful. Toby Fox. Tim, we asked people watching live. Oh, sorry, what's that? I said Toby Fox's music for Nintendo now, you know? Sure. That dude just made Mother 3. 
Fair enough. Uh, we ask people watching live on YouTube.com slash games to write into kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash games. Mean Gar says, Greg, the always bet on black quote is from Passenger 57, not Blade. Also, Joel did the right thing at the end of last episode. Okay, that's that's bullshit. I, really? I thought always bet on black was from Blade too. Look at me. I don't know anything about Wesley Snipes' uh, filmography. I apologize. Um, I've never ben, seen Blade. Me and Jen just rewatched Blade. The uh, I would say in the past month and a half, That's but exactly. we only watched Blade one again, so I haven't gone through. Because you got to get to Blade three and have uh, Jessica Biel, Ryan Reynolds out there doing all that stuff. No, not Blade. No Blade. Show. Uh, Stretch Camel, Stretch Caramel, Stretch Caramel uh, says raccoons are part of the Caranova order and specifically the Procyonidae family. They are more closely related to bears, cats, and wolves than to rodents, which is its own order, mammalia. So, not a rodent. That was the question we had. Was it a rodent or not a rodent? You came in with a lot of 25-cent words when we needed the nickel word. Is it mm-hmm. a rodent or not a rodent? Remember who mm-hmm. you're talking to. You saw me try to pronounce all the Japanese names. I'm sorry, everybody. And then Ignacio Rojas says, there hasn't been a Super Mario Brothers 4. It would be weird for Nintendo to jump to five. Don't fuck with me. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't, I'm still in the dark as to what any of that means, but there you go, Nintendo fans. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? There's a lot of kind of funny games daily happening this week because we do it each and every weekday. Tuesday, it's going to be me and Blessing. Wednesday, it's going to be Bless and Kelsey Lewin. Uh, Thursday, it's going to be Blessing and Tim. Friday, it'll be Tim and Blessing. Of course, you know it. I'll say it again, though. Kind of funny games daily runs you through the nerdy news you need to know about each and every weekday live on youtube.com slash kind of funny games later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe we want you to be part of the show so go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in you could be on the show you could be a producer you could get your name read there you could get the show ad free you could get the post show tim and i are about to do where Mm -hmm. we are going to do a shit list which are always very popular uh you can get all those benefits for xcast gamescast ps i love you watch us record those shows live get them a day before anybody else and have a great time however if you have no bucks toss our way use the creator code kind of funny on the epic game store or when you're playing stuff like rumbleverse fortnite etc on your playstation xbox or switch if you're not watching this right now i don't know what i'm trying to say there i fucked that up basically i'm saying if you're watching live right now go to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games over there that you're about to get another amazing episode of kffl with andy and mike if you've never watched one go watch one it is ridiculous. You do not need to be a football fan. If you hear this later and you're like, you know what, Greg, I will go watch it, but I was driving a truck tractor trailer. Where can I go uh, watch it on demand? You go to youtube.com slash plays to catch it over there. For now, though, Tim and I have to go do the shit list. So until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.